Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. My name is Logan. Today we are going to be discussing Exodus chapter 32, the golden calf. We often criticize Israel and we often make fun of the Israelites because of their lack of faith and because of what we consider the foolish things that we did. We read Exodus and we shake our heads. But should we be doing that? Or is it that we are just like the Israelites? We will be looking into that and more today on the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. And welcome back into the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. My name is Logan. As always, if you like this podcast, be sure to share it with your family and your friends. It's as simple as a few buttons. You can send it through a text message. Do whatever you want. Just get it out there and send it to them. And if you like this content, you want to see more, go visit our channel. You can listen to um, a whole collection of episodes that we've had so far. And you can follow our channel, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, give us give us some support. But I'm reading through the Bible in a year. I, I read through the Bible every single year. I have, you know, the regular read through the Bible in a year, and then I have another time to where I'm specifically um, studying a book, doing um, expository sermons and and studies into another book. But I'm reading through the Bible in a year, and I hit Exodus, and I hit the, the part of Exodus to where um, a little bit of law is laid down. The law is laid out. Um, Ten Commandments are given. We have the consecration of the priests. We have the um, the makeup of priestly garments. We kind of have some moral law. Some um, I almost call it Levitical. We got some Levitical law going down. Levitical type things taking place here in Exodus, and we transfer what was from the story of Exodus into this little Levitical law break, and then we go back um, and finish out the story with Moses and the Israelites. And I was reading through this, and I hit Exodus chapter 32, and it's the golden calf. And I find myself, since you know I've read Exodus half a dozen times or more throughout my life, I find myself reading it and kind of blowing through it. Maybe, you know, my mind fills in the details. I can read the story in Exodus pretty fast. You know, you just start blowing through the lines. I'm guilty of that. And I find myself doing that and I have to slow myself down. A lot of times I have to just start with a prayer and just ask the Lord to speak to me to slow me down. And then I have to be very purposely slow and very meticulous in studying the text. And I find that I will still, it'll be my my 12th time reading Exodus and I will still mine something new out of it. And last night, I mined something um, that, that I view to be incredible. And it was, I mean, not that it's earth-shattering or anything, but the fact that this is, you know, probably the sixth or seventh time that I've read Exodus, and I have just found something to me that is very profound, that was very applicable to my life, Um. I just found that to be so incredible. So I just wanted to read through that today, and I just wanted to talk about that. Um, Exodus 32. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us, for 
As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Tear off the gold rings which are on your ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. Then all the people tore off the gold rings which are in which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took this and from their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool and made it into a molten calf. And they said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be the feast of the Lord. So the next day they arose early and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down at once, for your people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made for themselves a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed to it, and said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and hold that they are an obstinate people. Now then let me alone, that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them, and I will make make of you a great nation. So I found this just incredibly, incredibly interesting to read. Um... Because I applied it to my own life, and I tried to put myself in this in this situation. We start off in verse 1 of chapter 32. Now, when the people saw that Moses, that Moses delayed from coming down from the mountain, the people assembled about Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us, as this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. So I apply that to myself because here the people, the people feel that they have a need. That need is Moses. They need a leader. They need a God. They need someone to lead them. That is their need. That is their desire. And they see that the fulfillment of that desire is delayed. So they try to fill it themselves, and they end up making an idol. And this, this hits so, so home for me, and it describes the issue with so many people in our society today, and it describes the motive for so much sin in our society today. We have a desire, whether that be a monetary, um, in today's culture, a sexual desire, and we want to fulfill that. We want to fulfill that. We want that fulfilled right now. And God who is faithful, God will, if we are faithful, if we are obedient, that desire will be fulfilled in due time and it will be fulfilled God's way. But instead, we see that God's response is delayed. God's response is delayed. God's response is not on our timetable. God is not responding as we would have him respond, as we would like him to respond according to our timetable. Just like the Israelites, Moses did not come down from Mount Sinai according to their timetable. So, they built an idol. We have desires that God does not fulfill according to our timetable, so we build an idol. 
Whether that idol is greed, pornography, a relationship, adultery. Whether that idol is a possession, a job, a career, a spouse and a relationship, as I previously mentioned, that we are not to be in. That is not the relationship that God had for us. We went out of his will and we married someone that we were not to be married to according to God's perfect plan. It just hit it just hit home for me reading this and applying it to my life, applying it to the lives and the culture that is around us. And it real it really just it makes you think. It really just makes you think and it makes you stop criticizing the Israelites. Because for me, you know, especially <laughs> I can say for myself, with the golden calf passage, um I've always kind of just snickered at what the Israelites did here. And I'm thinking, you know, God, you know, Moses didn't come down from Mount Sinai in 40 days. So you just decide to build a golden calf and worship a golden calf. And I say to myself, you know, look at all of the signs God has given you. God has been leading you out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea. He, he travels as a pillar of fire and a cloud. He leads you. And after 40 days of Moses not coming down from Mount Sinai, now even then there was a cloud over Mount Sinai. There was a cloud over Mount Sinai that was covering Moses at the top. But after 40 days, you decide to to devolve into idolatry by building a, a golden calf and worshiping that. I have always snickered and laughed, made jokes, and uh, kind of cast aspersions onto the Israelites for doing this. But I think, look at the work that God has done in my life. Look at the blessings that God gives me every single day. Look at the promises that God gives me every single day. The promises that he not only gives, but that he fulfills his faithfulness, his presence, his peace, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness, his gentleness, and his self-control, that he bestows upon me the fruits of the Spirit, that I may be a character of Christ. The constant reminder of him in the Word, in prayer, God is active in this world. God is active in my life. And yet, whenever I have a desire that God doesn't race out once before I even finish saying amen, the fact that God has not raced out, put the situation in place, and solved it, that that desire be fulfilled right then and there, I turn to something else. I, f- I turn to fulfill that desire by myself. I make an idol. And this is most prevalent off of my background, off of the background of the people that I have counseled. This is, you know, this is cut and paste a lot of times for pornography or for adulterous relationships. They have a desire, a sexual desire that needs to be fulfilled. And they pray to God that they that they want this desire fulfilled. They want this desire fulfilled um, through most of the time. 
a lot of people, especially if they if they are a follower of Christ, they want this desire fulfilled through mostly a monogamous relationship and a loving marriage. So they pray to God, Lord, you know, give give me a loving marriage, send me a wife, etc., etc. And they wait. They wait a short season. They feel as though this desire is not filled because God has not given them a wife. God has not given them a monogamous relationship to be in immediately. And so they say, I have to fulfill this desire. So they turn to fornication. They turn to pornography. They turn to terrible relationships with anyone that they can be in that relationship with, a sexual relationship with. They will find anybody that is willing to be in that relationship with them, and that is the relationship that they will commit to instead of committing to a season of waiting. Instead, the Israelites, instead of waiting for Moses to come down from Mount Sinai, instead of waiting for God to speak to them, Instead of waiting in that season, they decided to turn to idolatry, and it is the exact same thing that we do. It's the exact same thing that I do, that I've done. I've done this. It's the biggest part of my testimony, was not waiting on God, pursuing my own desires, falling into sin. And having to have a serious heart check. And having to do a serious deep clean in my life and in my walk. I also found um, some more connections um, between myself and the Israelites in this story. Particularly still in chapter 32. And we're going to start verse 21. Then Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you, that you have brought such great sin upon them? Aaron said, Do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know the people yourself that that they are prone to evil. For they said to me, Make a God for us who will go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me and threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. And I I find myself, I find um, so many people that fall into sin, they are Aaron. They are Aaron. Aaron immediately deflects. He takes no responsibility for the production of this calf. He takes no responsibility for what has taken place. He says, well, you you know, Moses, you know that these people, they're evil. These people fall into sin really quick and really fast. And isn't that what we say? We sin and we justify it and we, we say it to ourselves. We say it to anybody that, that knows that we're in it. We even say it to God. Well, God, um, you know I have these desires. You know I have these urges. You know that I wanted this, that I needed this. I asked you for it. I came to you for it. I, I, I tried to do it right, but it didn't happen, and this is what happened. 
That is what Aaron is he's trying to say here. He blames it on the Israelites. He takes no responsibility for himself. And then he, do, he doesn't even truly own up to the production of the calf because he says, I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. I, I collected the gold, I threw it into the fire, and, and this is what happened. Right? This is just what happened. I, I, I don't know how it happened. Uh, pretty shocking to me. But uh, this is just what happened. No. You fashioned. You fashioned the calf, Aaron. Just like us. No, you weren't just flipping through um, some pages and that ad popped up. No, you weren't just working a late night with a colleague and one thing led to another and now you've destroyed your marriage. No, you weren't just going out with your friends and while a drink was set in front of you and it was too much for you. Sin is intentional. Sin is a choice. And we must take responsibility for it. Aaron made the choice to rebel and to sin and to build an idol. The Israelites made the choice to not wait on God. They doubted his faithfulness. They made that choice. And they built an idol. And we make that choice. We decide to not wait on God's timing. We want our desire filled now. So we decide that we are going to fulfill it ourselves. And we take no responsibility for it. We try to blame everything. People, the circumstances, the object, the desire even God himself. But we are solely to blame. And that was just just some musings and just some interesting things that I took out of Exodus 32 reading through that the other night. Um... You know, I just decided to just slow down and just read it kind of closely. And, you know, before before I did that reading, you know, I prayed to God to to show me. To, you know, show me something, to speak to me through this text. And God spoke to me in that way. And it was, it was incredible. I read that and um, I never reached for a piece of paper and a pen so fast um, to begin jotting this stuff down. That I was thinking of. And this is what came out. <laughs> so I encourage you all. Read the Bible. If it's a passage that you have read through. A dozen or more times. It doesn't matter. Read it slowly. 
read it slowly, take it slowly, take it verse by verse, study that verse, think about it, pray to God that he would speak to you through his word, reveal something to you, and he will every single time. So as always, be sure to share this episode with your family and friends. Be sure to follow us on any any of the platforms that we are on. We are currently working on trying to get on Apple Podcasts. So we're going to be seeing if that will come down the pike. But otherwise, we are on just about every single other major podcast platform. So be sure to go out. Be sure to follow us. Give us a like. Subscribe. Share this with your family and your friends. And as always, my name is Logan White. Thank you for joining us on the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. Thank you, and God bless. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Saving Grace Outreach Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends and your family. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Also, be sure to go find us on Instagram and check out our website at savinggraceoutreach.com.